We'll read that whole chapter, Second Thessalonians 2. <clears throat> now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, we ask you, brothers, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to be from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called god or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God, do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And you know what is restraining him now, so that he may be revealed in his time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth, and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan, with all power and false signs and wonders, and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing, because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore God sends them a strong delusion, so that they may believe what is false, in order that all may be condemned, who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you, God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. To this he called you through our gospel, so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers, stand firm and hold fast to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by our letter. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God the Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work. And word. May God bless the reading of His holy word. I uh, changed the uh, message for tonight, and we're actually going to be looking at Second Thessalonians two seven. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work; only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. But before we uh, consider that mystery, we should realize that true born-again Christians have been given the ability to understand much concerning the mysteries of God and his dealing with mankind. Paul speaks of this in Ephesians 1, 3 through 9, 
We read there, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. And here it is, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Then Paul speaks more of the mystery of Christ in Ephesians 3, 1 through 12. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which was given to me for you, had that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which... When you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God, given to me by the effective working of his power. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access access with confidence through faith in him. And uh, this is another passage maybe you're thinking about uh, that we should look at here. Uh, and uh, it tells you uh, about the mystery that's been revealed. In 1 Corinthians 1.6, we read, uh, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. which none of the rulers of this age knew, for they had, had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, and this is an interesting passage, a lot of times people quote this verse right here and they don't follow it up. It says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. 
See, people just leave it there. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard. But look at the next verse. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. And it goes on, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Now you may ask, that was extensive scripture reading. Why has George presented these texts? about the mysteries of the gospel of Jesus Christ that have been revealed to us. We don't really think about them as mysteries that have been revealed usually. What does this have to do with the mystery of evil and lawlessness? Well, my point here is that God has given us certain understandings into the mystery of his will. Like this understanding, and, and I'll just use some example. It's quite clear when you think about it. First, God created the world. Our original parents, Adam and Eve, sinned. They were separated from God by their sin. All mankind inherited their sin nature and were born separated from God by our sin and doomed to hell. God sent Jesus Christ to suffer and die for the sins of all those who by God's grace would repent of their sin and trust in him alone as their Savior and Lord. Now all true believers will go to heaven. Jesus arose from the dead, ascended into heaven, and is coming back to judge all people and then set up an eternal kingdom of righteousness. Mysteries. They were, they were mysteries. As I said earlier, this mystery has been revealed to us. Um, and that was, wasn't uh, as exhaustive what I listed there. But when we consider the mystery of evil, we might be tempted to leave the biblical information and try to use sinful human logic to judge God. And uh, we'll go to Scripture to see what I mean. First, we can look at Romans 9, beginning at verse 10. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one man, even our father Isaac, for the children, not yet being born or having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him who calls, it was said to her, the older shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I have loved, Esau I have hated. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whoever, whomever I will have compassion. So then, it's not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose I have raised you up that I might show my power in you and that my name may be declared in all the earth. And here we come to this section here. I'm sure you're anticipating it. 
Therefore he has mercy on whom he wills, and whom he wills he hardens. You will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who has resisted his will? But indeed, O man, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, Why have you made me like this? Does not the potter have power over the clay from the same lump to make one vessel of an honor for honor and another for dishonor? What if God, wanting to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? And that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had prepared beforehand for glory. Even us whom he called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. So here Paul is inspired to tell us, yes, God makes the vessels, one for mercy and one for destruction, but he still holds the vessels responsible for their own actions. And what happens, you see, we might be tempted to blame God for evil, sin, and lawlessness. But God will not allow it. Scripture makes it clear. God's not going to allow it. Remember James 1, 12 through 15. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. So James 1.14 clearly tells us, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. God says we are responsible and we will suffer the consequences of our sin. And so we must take responsibility. Blaming God will do us no good because God just will not allow it. He's Almighty God. El Shaddai, God Almighty. He's not going to allow it. Don't try to do it. It'll bring judgment on yourself. As Paul just said, who are you to reply against God? Thomas Aquinas of the Roman Catholics and Jacobus Arminius of the Arminians say that responsibility demands ability. They try to use human logic to explain away Romans 9. But God will not allow it. It's not going to happen. You see, blaming God goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Look, let's look at Genesis 3, and we read, And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. 
And the Lord said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and shall eat dust all the days of your life. What happened? Adam blamed Eve, but what was she doing really? She was blaming God. Eve blamed the serpent. Again, she was really blaming God. Now here we are today, and what are we going to do? While we try to use sinful human logic and say, well, God made all things, and so he must have made evil, So Adam and Eve were right. God is really to blame for lawlessness and sin and evil. But God's word, brothers and sisters, does not permit it. Doesn't want to hear it. Don't even try it. You'll bring judgment on yourself. James 1.14 God is light and in him is no darkness at all. 1.5 So please pay attention here. What we are speaking of here today is very important. It was Adam and Eve's not submitting to God's revelation that separated them from God. Remember, God said she and Adam shouldn't eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They could eat of any other fruit, but not that one. The serpent came along, and what did he do? He gave her what seemed like logical arguments as to why she shouldn't obey God's word. The serpent told her she would be like God in her understanding if she would just disobey his word concerning the fruit. She didn't quite understand, it appears. She's, oh yeah, that makes sense. She and Adam disobeyed God's revelation, and they and all of mankind did not become like God, but we became separated from God. Today, I'm really warning all of you, young people and adults, don't question God in this matter, in this mystery. As we've already seen, God has revealed much of his mystery to us, enough so that we could see our sin and see Jesus as our Savior and Lord, as the Spirit worked in us. But we must remember, we can never fully comprehend God in all his fullness. Oh, think of all the pain and the suffering and the misery They could have been saved if Eve just said, I don't understand it, but God said, don't do it. I'm not doing it. God said it. Don't do it. I'm not doing it. His ways are far above our ways. He's almighty God who has no beginning and no end. We should not Be surprised when we come to God's word and find mysteries 
beyond our human comprehension. Actually, we should expect it. In discussing God's sovereignty and man's responsibility, as taught in the Bible, Lorraine Bettner said they are like two giant pillars that rise up out of Scripture. The sovereignty of God, the responsibility of man. And these pillars rise up into the sky and disappear in the clouds. And they meet in the mind of God. Not our mind. Just obey God. Go as far as he allows us to go. You think about things like this. Which of us can comprehend the fact that God was not created? He had no beginning and no end. I remember when Deborah was little, and she, we, were, we were teaching these things to her, and she was a very thoughtful child, I'm sure you're not surprised, and she kind of just went over and sat down. And you, you could see she was trying to figure that out. How can, what? He wasn't created? And she was in confusion. And, um, and I and told her, no one understands it. We can't comprehend it. He just always was and is and always will be. It's a mystery to us. The Trinity's a mystery to us. All these things. Yes, he's the creator of all things. Yes, he is sovereign over all things. Yes, he causes all things, even evil, to work together for good to those who are the called according to his purpose. But God's word clearly tells us he is light and in him dwells no darkness at all. In him dwells no sin, no evil at all. Second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 2.7 speaks of lawlessness as a mystery. It's a mystery. Let's leave it there. Just leave it in God's hands. Let's trust God who has revealed our sin to us and has given us His only begotten Son to save us from our sin. These mysteries are the mysteries we need to be concerned with. And again, I warn you, don't take these things lightly. You cannot worship God in spirit and truth if you don't believe the truth about Him as He has revealed it in His Word. Remember, we walk by faith, not by sight. Remember Hebrews 11. I'll begin at verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, 
It is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By God's grace, you've sought God here this night, and tonight he's rewarded you by teaching you in his word that evil, sin, lawlessness are a mystery to us. He has also taught you that yes, he's sovereign, and yes, you will be held responsible. Let's rejoice in the mysteries of his will that have been revealed, and let us rejoice in the mysteries that have been concealed. Let's remember that Job did not even have God's completed word, and yet in the midst of all the evil that came upon him, he said of God, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And let's just consider also Romans 8, beginning at verse 31. What shall we say then to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So we can have full faith that our gracious, merciful, and loving God, who gave us his dear Son, will surely give us all we need to know. And no, this too, brothers and sisters. He will withhold what we don't need to know and say, Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord for the mysteries that have been revealed, that have brought us eternal salvation. We praise you, Lord, for how wonderful you are and gracious and merciful and loving. Help us to be ever more faithful. Help us to deal with that which we know, that which you have revealed. And we leave the mystery of lawlessness into your hands. Thank you for Jesus. And we do pray that you'd come soon, Lord Jesus, and pray in your precious name. Amen.